Hi, Robin Papworth from Play Move Improve. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about outdoor play, particularly in the areas of the mud kitchen. Now, if you're following me from America, I'm referring to the outdoor play kitchen space. I know in Australia we use the word mud kitchen. So today is all about how we can support a child's development in a mud kitchen or outdoor kitchen play space area, why it's important and what I'm currently seeing in the work that I'm doing in kindergartens. So I've been doing quite a number of observations in kindergartens all around Australia, some online through photo and video content and some face to face where I get to go and play with the children out in their outdoor play space. And what we're seeing is two different types of play. One type of play is using the mud kitchen appropriately, where we're making magic potion, we're making mud pies, we're making nice cups of tea and coffee full of mud for our educators and our teachers. This also is for children who are doing similar types of behaviours in the water play space or the sand pit space. So it's not just about mud, but it's in those spaces where we're outside, we have basic resources of cups and saucers and spoons, and we're developing our imagination and we're using these resources to make pretend cups of tea, pretend magic potion, pretend mud pies. This is what I would expect typically for children aged four and five in that kindergarten space. Now, again, I have a lot of US listeners so if you're from the US, this may be your preschool, pre-kindergarten, because uh, I understand sometimes at the ages of four and five, you may be in what we would consider a school type setting. But if you imagine, ideally around the ages of four and five, children are using their imagination in these outdoor play spaces. But what I'm also seeing are children who are struggling in this play area where their peers may be making mud pies and magic potions and they go in and they ruin the creations because they're not sure how to ask to come and play. They're not sure how to initiate their own play in this imaginary space. So they're finding it really challenging to engage appropriately in play. They don't mean to knock over the resources or the materials that their friends have made, but they really struggle in this space of how to play appropriately. So for these children that aren't age appropriately playing with the outdoor kitchen space, I want to take you right back to the basics. Now, if you're watching me on YouTube, you'll be able to see me in the video. If you're listening to me on my Play Move Improve podcast, I hope you can just imagine what I'm trying to describe. What I try and get children to do is get lots of plumbing pipes. So plumbing pipe is the big round tube, plastic tubes that you use in your down pipes in your home. If you contact your local plumbing provider or local hardware store, they may have some offcuts available. Just sand the edges of the pipe down so it's not sharp for the children. I would attach these pipes to fences, to the side of your sheds, to the side of a balcony balustrade wherever you can hang them I would hang these plastic pipes and we're taking the children back to the basics of pouring scooping object permanence and discovering gravity how we do that is we have the plumbing pipes set up we set up like a maze it's a vertical maze and we're trying to set up different things that the children can get their jug or their cup and they get their mud sand or water and they pour it down the plastic tube and watch the impact of gravity as the sand, mud or water goes all the way down the tube from the very top of the tube all the way down to the bottom landing on the ground or landing in a bucket however you want to collect it at the other end of the vertical maze. The importance of learning how to pour and scoop is it's developing those really basic understandings of how our world works. If I tip my cup upside down, gravity takes the mud, the sand or the water onto the ground. 
if I hold it nice and still, then I'm able to manipulate the cup or the bucket or the jug without it tipping out. Other fun things to do with cups and jugs is we use, we pour it into different types of materials. So here, if you're watching me on YouTube, I have an ice cube tray and I have a plastic pretend teacup and I just pour sand mud water into all the different compartments of the ice cube tray. I might, if it's water, like to freeze it. If it's lemon juice and I've squeezed the lemon juice into the ice cube trays, I might love to freeze that. I might like to hide my dinosaurs or my cars in the ice cube trays. Again, we're just exploring these resources in a developmental level where the children are at. They're not yet ready to imagine in the play space or the outdoor kitchen space, which is fine. So we have to take them back to the basics of what all of these resources could possibly do. Cups can pour and hold water, sand and mud. Ice cube trays can, can store water and turn it to ice. It can store mud and you can decorate it with a flower on top of each ice cube tray. It can store sand and then when we tip it back out, it's nearly like lots of mini sand castles. All these different things of the basics of what these resources mean. In my experience, I'm finding children aren't having as much play outdoors, so they're not understanding how we could possibly use an ice cube tray in a sandpit or how could we possibly use a plastic cup in the mud kitchen space. So we're taking them right back to the basics. Another fun thing to do is to sprinkle sand down the tray. So we grab a pile of sand, we feel it in our hands and we enjoy the sensory experience of the sand in our hands and we sprinkle it down the top and watch gravity take that sand away. The sprinkling action is developing the really important, we call it finger isolation skills, where they start to develop that the last two fingers of their hand, they don't need as much in the sprinkling action. They're relying on those pincer grip hand fingers, the first three fingers of the hand to sprinkle the sand through the plastic tubing that you have set up. Another fun thing to do with cups or with bottles or with jugs is to place lines around them and talk about how full the cup is. Is the jug half full? Is the cup a quarter full? For children who love early numeracy and love their numbers, you could draw the number one quarter onto the jar. You could fill it up a quarter of the way with pom-poms or half the way with sand or full with mud, however you want to talk to children because it's really important that children understand capacity and volume and all those really early numeracy skills. And if we're developing it in the outdoor play kitchen space, they're developing these skills of numeracy, but they're also starting to understand how we use these resources appropriately. So when our friend is mixing up a magic potion, instead of wanting to wreck the magic potion, we want to engage in the play. When we're creating magic potions, so for example, you've got a small bowl and you put mud in it, you might go collect leaves and flowers and bark or sand to sprinkle on top of your beautiful magic potion. We tend to develop going from gross motor to fine motor skills. So gross motor skills would be we've gone to dig out the mud or we've gone to dig out the sand and collect a bucket of sand. We've carried the sand in a bucket over to the mud kitchen using our shoulder muscles. And then we're going to start scooping using our fine motor skills. We use a spoon to scoop the mud into our magic potion or into our mud pie. And that scooping action is starting to develop our fine motor skills. And then decorating, sprinkling flowers on top or sprinkling sand on top is, again, fantastic for fine motor skill development. But if we're just provided with these resources in the mud kitchen but aren't sure, have never used it before or we don't know what to do with it, then we may see lots of things like tipping the mud out on our friends, throwing the mud everywhere, 
throwing sand because we're not we're not sure how to interact with that space. So we're taking them right back to the basics, back to the basics of tipping, pouring, scooping, and enjoying what gravity does. Measuring is another fun one that I just mentioned. And by the time we develop all those really basic skills, we then start to model how to involve our time with our ch the children who already have those imaginary skills of making cups of tea, running a cafe in their mud kitchen. So hopefully you've enjoyed that really quick video about how we can encourage children to play outside in the mud kitchen. If you have any extra ideas, please feel free to share. We're always happy to learn new ideas. If you have any more questions, I'm always here to help. You can find me on Facebook at Play Move Improve or Instagram at Play Move Improve. Have a fantastic day and enjoy that mud kitchen. Take care. You have been listening to Robin Papworth, exercise physiologist, developmental educator, speaker, author, mum of three from Play Move Improve. If you have enjoyed our content, please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or on our website, playmoveimprove.com.au. Have a great day.